hello, hello. I'm your host, Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and... We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome to a very special episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. So this is number 100, our 100th episode. Crazy, crazy, ridiculously crazy. A lot of firsts are happening on this particular special episode. First, we're going to talk about my very special guest. We have, yes, another business owner with us today. He is an insurance industry veteran specializing in commercial coverage. However, recently he has pivoted to the long-term care market as we all find ourselves looking for solutions and protection as we get on in this game of life. He is a singer, a sports enthusiast, as well as a best friend to many, a husband and father, and has newly added the title of Poppy to his collection, becoming a grandfather about eight and a half months ago. So here to help me celebrate number 100. And of course, finally, he gets his opportunity. So you can all hear his voice and hear what he has to say is my husband of a thousand years, the Bob Rivera. So with that, I say, hi, honey. Welcome. Hi. Am I going to sing now? You're not going to sing yet. When we we didn't we didn't plan on singing in the show yet, but you can later That's if okay. if the people want it. And usually, I'm sure they do want to hear a tune or two. I don't know about the licensing though, so I haven't really done too much research on that. We'll have to see. But are you excited? I saved you for the big one. I'm so honored. I, I can't believe this. I'm number one hundred. <laughs> I don't know what happens to number one, number 10, number 25. <laughs> there were other people ahead of you in line. Number 100, it must be a special it's a, number. It's a milestone. It's a one with I've, a zero, I've, zero. I've saved it for you. I've saved it for you. So along with this very special episode and this very special milestone that we're celebrating, we're thrilled that we're also welcoming our first affiliate and sponsor. So we're going to hear about them later in the episode as well. So this is like a double whammy. This is not only do we get you, but we get a lot of other good things. And then all the listeners are going to get a great affiliate link and a chance to try a great new product and save money doing so. But 
we have to get started. Even though I know just about everything there is to know about you, I would love to <laughs> I would love to share you with the community. So, Bob, tell us about you anywhere you'd like to start. Bob, Bob R, Bobby R, Robert. <laughs> I have a lot of names. Okay. Does I, it matter what I call you? You've called me a lot of things. <laughs> So much to celebrate. <laughs> so much to celebrate. I don't know if you realize this, but next year in 2024, we have a couple of things to celebrate. Our 40th wedding anniversary. Four zero. And it's also the 40th year that I am in the insurance business. Wow. That is very nice. Congratulations. I, I didn't realize that in the career. Yeah. And uh, actually, there's probably one other thing or two other things. I'm probably going to finally take advantage of Social Security, which I didn't want to do. But why not when I'm 66 and a half? So you've got a lot planned on the agenda. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Lots of things to do. Lots of fun to have. A lot of things going on with business, with pleasure. We'll get back to that. We'll, we'll, we'll circle back. Uh, is we'll what circle we'll back that. We'll that. circle back to that. So I guess I'm going to actually, I usually don't start peppering with questions right away. Pepper away. I'm going to pepper away. So here we go. This isn't the first side gig type thing I've done, obviously, in our 40 years together. I'm curious as to when I said I was doing a podcast, your reaction, because my first question actually is, did you even know what a podcast was? I knew what a podcast was. Yes, I knew what a podcast was. Had you ever listened to any? I've listened to podcasts. I've actually listened to your podcasts, but I listen to your podcasts all the time. Because nobody <laughs> likes to talk more than you do. So this is episode 269 or that 299 that I've heard. I've never met a person that is more personable, that likes to talk to people, talks to everybody that I've ever met. And it could be a business owner. It could be an entrepreneur. It could be... The Dunkin' Donuts person, it could be the Uber driver, it could be anybody. I've never met somebody who loves to talk to so many people about anything. And you don't think you're in that that category either? Not really. I'm really, you're going to laugh, I really am shy. (laughs) As am I. (laughs) No, I don't think so. I I don't think so. I've been actually called shy. Mm Mm-hmm. Until maybe I have a couple of drinks or if I'm really motivated about something, about a certain topic or situation whereby I can, let's say I can take off. Do you think you're an introvert or an extrovert? I'm both. I think I'm I'm an introvert. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) I am. I mean, when it comes to maybe just I like to assess the situation. Um, Well, depending on the situation, I can be extremely extroverted, extremely to the next level, which I think helps me in my career or socially. But I can be quiet and introverted. It really depends on the situation and my internal motivation. Let's say my motivational factors that may 
trigger me. Something has to trigger me to reach out and let it out or let it go or really grasp people to the next level. And I know you know what I mean, whereby I can be quiet, very, very quiet one minute, but then I'm, for some reason, in five minutes, you'll be belly laughing and you can't stop. And I don't know how or why, but it just comes out that way. You have no control over that. Just comes out. It just comes out. No. Multi-talented. Well, let's get to the multi-talent right away because you went by three different names. I gave it the Bob Rivera. I thought that was a pretty decent intro myself. However, the other names, stage names perhaps, because is it Bobby R.? And I'm sorry, what do you what do you Various stage names. Various stage uh, names. Depending on the venue where I've mm-hmm. uh, entertained. 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 Yes. Mm-hmm. Depends. Depends. I do like Bobby R. I was called Bobby for most of my life growing up. Mm-hmm. So I do like Bobby R. Don't like Robert. Bob is a kind of for- formal. That's what I use mostly in business. Mm-hmm. Most people call me Bob, possibly Robert. Not really fond of Robert because that's what my mother used to call me when she was looking for me. Figured as much. But I like Bobby. Strangely enough, you don't call me Bobby that much. I don't. But uh, that's okay. Oh, good. Okay. Well, that's, that's, I'm glad we worked that I, out. I've gotten so, used to yeah, it. <laughs> 40 years later, I'm glad we worked that <laughs> out. So, where did you, I'll say, get the the chutzpah and the balls to stand up in front of a room full of people and start to sing? And before before you answer, yeah, I'm go. still because I'm still like talking. I said, she likes to talk. I'm still talking, but before you answer, I think that I mean you've always for the you know just to give the uh, audience just a little background. You always did. We we love music. We've always you know listened to all different genres, and we've always gone to see live music. And you've always sang. You've sang in the car, and you could sing very well. You can sing. You can sound like Marshall Tucker. You can sound like Bruce Springsteen. You can sound like Southside Johnny and then the classics. And, and you know, you definitely sound Frank Sinatra-y. Someone gave you... I'm, I'm almost done with my question. I'm okay. landing the plane soon. But someone gave you a microphone, and there you stood and started actually singing in front of a crowd. Forget talking. Talking is one thing. I probably started singing in front of a crowd when I was five years old for my father because I used to, I don't know if you know this. I don't. My grandmother watched me and took care of me until I was nine years old because both my parents worked. And I quit kindergarten because I didn't like it Mm -hmm. because my grandmother gripped my hand really hard. So I didn't like kindergarten. So we stopped. I stopped going to kindergarten when I was four and a half. And I would hang out with my grandmother. We watched Mitch Miller and Divorce Court and black and white movies with James Cagney and Louis Armstrong. And I started doing impressions at a very young age. And my father would say, oh, Bobby, do uh, Louis Armstrong. And got it. I was doing that at five. Or Jimmy Cagney, and then it turned into cartoon characters. And as I got older, and I I just liked doing impressions, and I liked Rich Little and Frank Gorshin. Singing came later, 
when I would hang out with my mom a lot because she apparently she sang at a very young age, and rumor has it that she, she actually recorded she, a record. She released a demo, yeah. And uh, who knew? She encouraged me when we were ever alone. She always encouraged me to sing. And of course, that was Frank Sinatra or Tom Jones or Engelbert Humperdinck or you know, all of her favorites. But I didn't mind because uh, that's how we entertained each other. And then with the advent of karaoke and being that I'm on the road on Long Island roadways for many, many hours, for many, many years, I would find myself singing in the car by myself and I didn't suck. And people would say that I was good. And then I would try different genres. As you said, it could have been Frank Sinatra. It could have been Marshall Tucker. It could have been Bruce Springsteen. Lately, it's been, for some reason, don't ask me why, it's been Michael Michael Buble and Harry Connick Jr. And it's just something that I enjoy, especially when I have a couple of martinis. I, I think I sing better and looser and... But it's just something that's evolved over the last couple of years. And it's and it's something that I don't mind sharing. And I think other people like it. So I'm actually contemplating, and you know this, singing with an 18-piece band. So that's in the works. That's been in the works for a few months now. I had COVID, so I had to put it off because I had a little tickle, a little cough. But I may get that going again to see if that can happen possibly this summer. But it's going to take some doing because I have to actually hire these people and pay them a lot of money. And they want me to, as you know, come to three sessions before this can happen. So I'm in the process of constantly revising my set list, my music list, which would be about... 12 to 15 songs in about 90 minutes, which is a lot. It's not karaoke anymore. It's it's the real deal. Professionals do that, it's, and they it, train, and right, it, you have to it, really... They train, they mm-hmm, practice. Mm-hmm. This is very nerve-wracking. I find it more nerve-wracking for some reason than when we cooked on live TV in front of eight and a half million people with Gordon Ramsay. This, for some reason, that didn't bother me, that didn't scare me, that didn't frighten me. This, I'm a little nervous about because sometimes I just don't like the way I sound, if that sounds crazy. So, so go back, know. take a moment, go back to Pop. Gordon Ramsay, <laughs> because we we touch on it throughout throughout this time, and... Yes, we as a family, um, we were on a Gordon Ramsay cooking show. Was it in 2017? Probably 2018. 2018. We were flown out to Hollywood from Little Port Jeff Station, New York. And we spent a week in Hollywood cooking in professional kitchens alongside Gordon's team. And then Showtime Boom, here we are on live TV on an August summer night with a lot of people watching that night. It was it was a lot of fun. Eight and a half million people live TV. I, I see you you got the numbers. Okay, that was that was good. So we do that. And what even made you because even that's the start of that was um, crazy because we came home from work. And you announced to uh, myself and our middle daughter, Jeanette, 
how we're going to be doing a Skype with some TV producers. And then I obviously, you know, said you had some splaining to do. So how did that even come about? I wanted to be on TV. I've always wanted to be on television. And I received a random email, something to do about cooking and asking if I had family recipes, ethnic recipes that I would like to share. So I filled out this random eight-page questionnaire, and I submitted it without anybody knowing, and they liked it. (laughs) His Gordon Ramsay's production team liked it. Uh Uh-huh. And that was the beginning of... That was uh, like a five-month process? A five-month process of interviews, background checks, uh... Waivers, Skype, Skype challenges, Skype meetings, challenges, coming to the house and filming us cooking. It started kind of as a as a lark, but it wound up being a tremendous fun experience. Unfortunately, we didn't win because I we, think because we we didn't we we just didn't win that night. But it was. Quite an experience, and the well, I was going to say support. we didn't win because you and Jeanette changed the rules. And again, after, and now we're going, and now we're going because nope, nope. After, so no, it's just again, forget about it. I only wish that's how the story went, Bob was and staring, now people Bob won't really captain. know, and now Bob won't, now they won't know how it really went because he's changing yes, how the history went. Well, if you recall, what was the name of our team? And the apron still the, says it's Papa Knows Best, no, which... Our original team was... Sorta Ricans is what we wanted. Sorta Ricans. We wanted Sorta Ricans. And they changed it to Papa's Knows Best because... Ridiculousness. I don't know. It, it, it was just in the wrong direction. And... It was in the wrong direction. It was a terrific experience. It was. Uh, it truly was. And I who, actually hoped that my singing in the kitchen would get recorded, but it never did. No. But the good news is we but found we out that TV and had a lot of fun. our son could cook. And he could all he did was grill prior to that and he became the sauce boss. So well, he, he actually he read the directions he and read, we did. He didn't. read the recipe and we didn't <laughs> and, and his food tasted better than ours did, which Who knew was, our kid could flambe. <laughs> who knew he could read the recipe at least. That was the kid uh, that never reads. The was, kid that never reads. But you know what? He flung and he helped us. It was full of surprise. And for speaking of surprises, so again, in addition to not only you being here, it's it's an honor, but we are thrilled to team up with our first sponsor. We are talking with Magic Mind. Magic Mind is a daily drink for a sharper mind, steady energy, and less stress. I got introduced to this little drink probably back in December. If you're like me, I've got a thousand things going on in my head. I have a thousand things going on in my life. In addition to this podcast, I still also work full time, obviously have a family and now a new grandson. And there's always a lot of balls in the air. And sometimes, I know I'm like this, I am not 100% focused. So what this little magic drink does for me in the morning, yes, it gives me steady energy, 
But I got to tell you, it just really makes my mind really clear. And for someone that does have focus as a problem, when I drink them in the morning, these little green shots, I drink them in my car on my way to work. It really makes a difference. I'm not slug in the afternoon. I'm not drinking two and three more cups of coffee. I really feel like very on point at work. And more importantly, that I can still come home, have some energy to be able to do what I love, which is recording this podcast. Obviously, it makes me so much more productive and definitely more focused. I notice the difference if I don't take it in the day, then I'm definitely dragging a little. So ingredients. Yes, it has matcha in it. It also has lion's mane mushroom, which I love for the inflammation, reduces the anxiety. It does have a bunch of other stuff, words I really can't pronounce really well, so I'm certainly not going to try. But here's why you should take this. This has worked so well for me. I turn this on to anybody that walks into my house. It's really been a game changer. And I really encourage you all to try it out, especially if you're having trouble to be 100% in the day. Really, it's a game changer. So the Magic Mind team has created a super offer for me to share with you guys. And I think it was just perfect timing to do it in the celebratory episode. You're going to get up to 56% off your first subscription in the next 10 days and 20% off your one-time purchase with the code JOY, found here, 20. JOY, J-O-Y-F-O-U-N-D-H-E-R-E, 20. That's the code. You can go to our link, which is magicmind.co slash joyfoundhere20. Go to that link and then put your money saving code in. Your code is joyfoundhere20 and start to enjoy some focus, steady energy. And did I mention less stress? You are just so relaxed. Thank you, thank you, Magic Mind, for popping in. And now we are back to the man of the hour. So we go on TV. You wanted to sing on TV. We sang. I sang in the kitchen. You did sing in the kitchen. Maybe that's why the chicken, you know, wasn't cooked all the... Whatever. And then you also decided after that bout with Hollywood, you wanted more. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you decided that you, and again, With the encouragement of a a friend. Absolutely. Started making the karaoke circuit. Which then led to your auditioning for what show? It's called America's Got Talent. You you were there twice. I've auditioned twice. So a lot of people. I don't know know how they passed on you myself, but a lot of people. Very difficult. My point is this. A lot of people go through life and we, we may sit in our living rooms and just watch them on TV. And maybe there's something inside that said, man, I could do this. I could do this. Look at them. If they can do it, I can do it. It's always how I've gone through life. But you actually have acted on that. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Why is that, Bob Rivera? I wanted to see 
if I can pull it off again. I wanted to see if I can get on TV again. And I thought the first tryout, I thought I killed it because they only give you 90 seconds. There's no music. It's completely acapella. What did I do? I sang 30, 30 seconds of of Meatloaf, 30 seconds of Frank Sinatra, and what was the other 30 Listen to Tom Jones? And Tom Jones, 30 seconds of Tom because Jones. Who, who does that? Who, who, well, let's, who does that? I'm sure the, I produce, do. the producers were, I'm sure, well, the producer um, was some pleasantly, girl. pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised at your song choice. The, the producer was some young girl singing, sitting at a desk in front of a computer 20 yards from me. She probably didn't even know who the hell Tom Jones was. But I thought that was pretty good. Now, I did get a second tryout or audition, and I sang an entire Frank Sinatra song with some other contestants in the room, about eight other contestants in the room. And I got a standing ovation, and they let me. They usually stop you. They let me sing the whole song. Mm, encouraging. So I was, I was encouraged, but again... There were, there were, just for the record, in case anyone who is not familiar with the tryout situation, there were a hundred thousand, tens of thousands. I'm not, I'm not good in spatial volume, Mm -hmm. but there were so, so many people there and their talents, you know, ranged from A to Z, my goodness gracious. And what everyone just wasn't singing or playing an instrument. It was, it was wildly, wildly talented people there. And yet they only pick so many. So the fact that you even did it is like, it's kudos. You know, check it, off, check it off the list. A great experience, a little disappointing. Mm. But the experience was that you did it. Because, again, that's something that singing in front of, auditioning for, live TV, you know, throw in there like public speaking, doing a TED Talk. Some things are so basic, and a lot of it goes back to probably your business experience as well, as far as putting on presentations and such. Public speaking for people is paralyzing. Paralyzing. I I enjoy it. It's easy to me. I've given presentations in front of large groups, in front of business owners, in front of their employees. I've done it many times. It doesn't really phase me. So you're comfortable being the expert in the room? I'm very comfortable. My actual first job in the insurance business was training clerical people on a classroom basis with, let's say, 30 to 45 people in the room, teaching people medical terminology with health insurance. So I was good at that. Did you want to always be a teacher? No, I, th- I wanted to be a shrink. <laughs> I, wanted, I, so- I thought I could work with, uh, well, I did. I worked with children, and then I worked with emotionally disturbed adolescents, and I thought I wanted to be a psychiatrist until I found out I had to go to school for another eight years. And one day, I saw a kid put his hand through a wooden door, and my dad just said to me one day, I came home frustrated because I couldn't help this kid, and uh, he said, you can't you can't fix you can't fix that. You may not be able to fix that. So I So I you pivoted. So I pivoted. So you pivoted. So let's fast forward now. You're already counting into next year where we're gonna be like married for forty years. Yeah. Like where did that time go? Went by fast. Raising a family, building a home, 
Let's see. We've had five dogs. Oh boy! Now you're now you're really going down the rabbit hole. Okay, that's uh, wow, everybody. That's uh, exciting. No, it's it's funny how it, a couple of different. A lot of times it does seem like yesterday. I mean, I think when when Vincent, our grandson, was born, I know I was definitely thinking back a lot, especially when Marissa was first uh, born, our first one of how much we did by ourselves. Well, first of all, no internet, no smartphone, no app. My mother died while I was pregnant. Your mother was still working. It was us. I had one book and it was us. We had no idea what we were doing, but yet we did it and then continued to do it. And, you know, we built a nice life. We have a lot of friends and it's funny Over the years, we've accumulated a lot of friends and we still see these people. We talk to these people. We socialize with these people. I just think that there's more fun to be had and more growth to be more growing to do. I'm not done yet. I'm Mm -hmm. not near done yet. Mm -hmm. I don't think you are either. No, at all. I think there's a lot more. There's a lot more to do. Even professionally, I've been expanding my practice a little bit, getting away f- from the, the business commercial side to more of the personal side because I I have probably a dozen clients that I've had for 30 years. So now I'm getting into some of their personal issues. Well, we're living longer. Let's start there. You live longer and... Well, I don't, I don't want to talk about insurance. I'm just saying in general, they've brought me into their personal lives as opposed to talking about their, let's say their workers' compensation insurance or their professional liability insurance. Now we're talking about other things now, mm-hmm. which which is nice. It's different, but it's nice. It keeps me busy. It keeps me going. It keeps me wanting to work more, believe it or not, whereas some, a lot of my friends, a lot of our friends are retiring. Well, that was, that was going to be my next question. What does retirement even look like for you? I don't see how I could retire as long as I can push a pen or help somebody get something that they need. I'm, I'm more like a risk manager uh, uh, or helping people with their need. I don't really consider myself a salesman anymore. I really don't. So basically, we're not going to like in another couple of years get an RV and just... Um Hire a driver and drive across country. We're not going to do that. I'm just wondering. No. You notice I, how I'm hiring the driver because I don't feel like driving. I could never uh, I don't drive want that to big drive. thing. I'm exactly. afraid that I would hit a, 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 a bridge <laughs> so, or something So maybe, like that. Uh, yeah, and you don't like them to I begin always, with. So. Uh, I don't know how these people drive these big RVs yeah, and so maybe, they don't hit right. an overpass. So maybe like RVs aren't, aren't for us. No. But, you know, I'm sure there's um, a beach somewhere or we'll nice something car. very close. You and the convertible, remember, you just have to get in and out of it. And as long as you can still do that. I can do convertible, go to the beach every day. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Dabble, you can I, I dabble. Would think, I would think semi-retirement would be a better It sounds term. better. It absolutely does. Because I mean, it sounds like also you get to do what you want to do when you want to do it. Which I'm pretty much can you, do now. You pretty much are. Like, yeah. I, I can pretty much Lucky do you. that now, but mm-hmm. people... I do get calls on a weekly basis for different projects. Mm-hmm. So you're always, again, going to just be that guy 
And that's fine as long as, you know, that maybe that's why God put you on there the earth. To... There were still 10 projects to juggle for some reason, which is okay. And then tell me about, because one thing that you have recently excelled in, and maybe it came during COVID, is your, I'll say, aptitude for beautiful landscaping. So while we were, you're looking at me as though you've never heard this before. I was being kind (laughs) is what I was being. But during COVID, when we all stayed home, we actually, we were home for the first, like we, I know I fell in love with my house again. I think you did too. We just hadn't been home in the summer for so long, for so many years that we were able to. Other than vacations. And we would be away, you know, two and three weeks out of a summer. And when you live in New York and you've got two months of summer, that's it. You know, you don't have a lot of time with uh, everything else going on on the calendar. So we stay home. We hunker down. We just really start to really take care of our house. And you make it look beautiful each and every spring and summer season. Well, I... I'm on the road quite a bit, and I drive through certain areas or certain neighborhoods, even our local neighborhoods. I look around, and I get ideas. And then you go to the nursery, and you come home with a bunch of stuff. I come home with, I, I really like warm, tropical plants. And we live in New York, but yes, and, and yes, absolutely. I've actually had one special pine tree that has lasted two years now. Palm. It's a palm. A palm tree, not a pine tree. No. I think it'll pull through. It's fine. fine. Uh, See that? All those prayers really paid off for it. So it has grown. I'm concerned about transplanting. But anyway, yeah, it's getting time. It's 70 degrees. It's time to get the place looking nice again. Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually have some work to do outside. I have a mason coming on Thursday. Oh, you didn't know that. Okay. Uh, So we're going to come, we're (laughs) going to have that conversation when we're done recording. Uh And then finally, I would love to close on my favorite topic, which is my most beautiful grandson, Mr. Vincent. How does it feel? It feels great. I miss him. I want to hang out with him. Well, luckily we'll get to actually see him rather shortly, we and that's and that's enough. the uh, and that. But thank God for technology. I mean, thank God for FaceTime. It's you know, is it the same as being around the corner? No, but when they're out of state, you know, he can. Um, and we, I think we need another. Need well, another. we'll just put that out to all of my children who do listen to the to the podcast, and we don't care who does it, but somebody step up, damn it, because we want more grandkids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We need more than one. We need more than one. We love our one, but man, a gaggle would be fun too, because yeah. it is. It's a lot of fun to watch. So I don't know. Did it keep up with your expectation? I don't know what you were expecting on, what? you know, to be the the hundredth guest. I don't know what you think I do when I sit in the and and say, "Please be quiet, quiet on the set," because I'm recording. Oh, I said quiet on the set when. Gordon's people were here, if you recall, when they were here in our kitchen, and we had 35 people here that we had to cook for. You said more than quiet on the set. Absolutely. what you did. I screamed at a couple of people. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. But it worked out. It did. And you know what? This, too, is working out to everyone's chagrin. What do you mean? Why would you say that? Well, it surprises me. 
Listen, when I when I started this, when I said I'm going to do a podcast because I I talked about it for three years, they bought me a microphone. I had no idea how to start it. My mastermind group is challenging me to come up with episode ideas. I really don't even know where I'm going to start. I find the course. I take the course. The course was just to promise that you would have one episode released. One episode. So I really didn't think past that. And then when I realized I'm going to do this weekly, and that was just so long ago. I'm having a blast. I'm having a blast. We need more sponsors. We're going to have more sponsors. I've got more sponsors lined up. Don't you worry. Okay. But thank you, Magic Mind, for today and and the other affiliates. You're going to find everything on the website. You're going to find the affiliate link on the website. I want to hear some comments because I saved them. I saved them for this one, everybody. I passed over other people. I had to wait. I had to juggle. But here it is. It's Lucky 100. And... Everyone that we were just with in Key West, I think, will be so happy to hear this finally. Because <laughs> you were giving me a lot of hell for it. But I saved the number for you, my friend. Number 100. So special. It is. Just as you are. Thank you. You too. All right. Love You're you. killing it. Thank love you, love. Too, All right. So another episode. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Your support is amazing. We need comments. I would love if you would take two minutes out to leave a review. The numbers all do count. Spotify, Apple, and uh, iHeart, Amazon. We are everywhere you find your pods. And until the next time, be well. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.